Ladies and gentlemen, the StuPod is back. Good listening for you while you get ready for your weekend adventure to ride some dirt bikes. It's Mike Oz and Chris Swick here on the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. Chris, are you uh, riding dirt bikes this weekend? Uh, no, probably not. I'll be comfortably hanging out in my house. <laughs> we are joking, of course, about the Madison Bumgarner injury, which, uh, no joking matter, of course, but, you know, I guess, I guess we have to kind of poke fun at stuff like that sometimes. Uh, it's the thing that all of baseball is talking about right now, and we'll talk about it some. Um, this week on the show, though, we do have an interview with Ozzie Smith, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals legend, in which, uh, I talked to Ozzy about all kinds of stuff. Like we, we ran through a lot of the proposed rule changes that have been floated in baseball the last couple of years. And as you know, there's no shortage of them. And, and we talked about those things. Uh, we talked about some of the best shortstops. Chris, you'll be surprised to know that uh, when I asked you to pick the the overall best shortstop of, of kind of the young class of shortstops, like he picked a guy you would totally not expect. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave that as a tease. It was, it was, yeah. I was totally surprised. And, and not necessarily a young guy either, I, I wouldn't say, but okay, sure. Yeah, it was a, well, I mean, I guess it was like a who, who impresses you the most thing. And yeah, so we, we, we can talk about that when we get, when we, after we talk to Ozzy, but uh, just something to look forward to. I do want to talk about the Madison Bumgarner thing a little bit, just because it's kind of a, you know, not something we hear every day when, when one, you know, somebody like Madison Bumgarner gets hurt because he's never been on the disabled list, and two, that he hurt himself in an off day dirt bike uh expedition or something what did you think when you heard the news uh well first i mean first off i was shocked because you just don't expect that to happen and and madison bumgarner being a giant name uh and literally a giant um is just that's my first reaction was baseball related but then after it kind of sinks in you're like well yeah, of course. If he was going to go on the DL for something, it would probably be like a dirt bike incident or, you know, he fought a bear in the woods or something <laughs> like that. So Fought a bear. That, that's even better. Yeah. So I guess it's definitely weird and I, I don't know. I guess I'm still processing it, but it does kind of make sense that, of course, his first injury isn't like anything legitimate. No, he had to be doing some like crazy outdoor activity. Madison Bumgarner. Beats up bear that yeah. wanders into the lobby of Giants Hotel. Right, saves you know, family. Suffers suffers laceration to his to his chest. Yeah, that'd so be that, good. That, that could have been the other side of it. But yeah. uh, no, I don't know. I mean, did you? Are you still like processing it or? What's going I, I mean, I, I well, it? so I mean, aside from kind of like the the injury part of it, which I think we've now reached the point where people are like, "Why would you do that during the baseball season?" Yeah, all, that, yeah. all those people. Um, which I mean, yeah, it's probably not the best choice to make during the baseball season, but at the same time, Madison Bumgarner is what, 20, what is he, 27, 28 years old? Um, 27, yeah. And, um, you know, probably doesn't get too many days off from his job. What do you like to do on your day off? Well, you know, you're going to go do what you want to do. So, I mean, I kind of get it. I'm not going to sit here and, and blame him for, for choosing to do that. Um, especially if it's something that he, um, you know, is, is, like I, I would say, if you've never ridden a dirt bike before, you probably shouldn't do that on your on your right. day off during baseball season. But I'm gonna assume that he has. Uh, but my my basic reaction was more like, dude, for the Giants, like how how bad can this can this start get? Right. Because you know, not only are they the the worst team in the NL West right now, um, I mean, you can even look at like you know, Bruce Bochy was in the hospital this week. 
shortly after the the Bumgarner news, this kind of got I think gobbled up by the news cycle a little bit. But uh, Melvin Upton, you know, they just signed him, which I thought could have been a sneaky good signing for them. But then he's out for I think two months or something. Uh, the Giants just having a tough time, man. And, and Bumgarner is probably the guy. Uh, maybe aside from Posey, you know, the, the last guy you want to lose at this point. Um, you know, the most the most irreplaceable guy on that team. So uh, it sounds like the the early indications are what, like six to eight weeks. Um, right, right. I did ha- I did have some doctor on Twitter who who tweeted me to tell me how long he thought Bob like, Carter would be out. Like a legitimate doctor or like an egg acting as a doctor. Not like a not like Doctor Dre. Um, okay. Like a like a real doctor. Let's go see, hold on. Let me scroll through and. And find him real quick. Um, he is a uh, he's from the fantasydoctors.com. Okay. And he's an orthopedic surgeon, so I think he's trying to brand himself as a um, right, right, as a, as a you know, one of those kind of guys. But uh, yeah, so he tweeted me to let me know that that you know that that type of injury. Uh, bump, he he would say that Bumgarner could be out from uh, I think it said uh, four to eight weeks. So. Interesting stuff. From yeah, the I, also also great that the doctor just you know unsolicited. Here's here's what I heard. Let you me know. tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah. around Twitter and, and tell you guys. And I, I guess uh, you know just getting back to like what the whole situation and what's going on. I mean, I think there's two kind of questions here. It's was there anything in his contract that specifically said he couldn't do this? And I'm I'm guessing we're gonna find that out pretty soon. And then the second would just be what what was he doing, I guess, on the dirt bike? And I don't think we'll ever find that out. But, you know, if he's, like, just using it to get around and, and he has some type of freak accident or something, I, I don't know that you can be all that mad as opposed to if he's, like, you know, jumping it on a track somewhere. But, or, you know, he challenged uh, Hunter Pence to a, to a dirt bike. Dirt bike right. Like, but like we Mario Kart-style race, race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that will never come out if that yeah. was the case. Yeah. I actually have a good question about this in social media, but I think I'm going to save that, and we'll come back and talk about it. Um, let's, let's listen to Ozzie Smith's interview real quick, and then we come back. I, I have, I have a, what I think is a very interesting question for you to ask about this one. So stay tuned. This is the Stew Pod on Yahoo Sports, and let's talk to Ozzie Smith. We are back on the Pod on Yahoo Sports. I feel like uh, it's amazing we haven't done this. Mike Oz here with Ozzie Smith, the uh, the legend from the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Famer. I, I just like our, our Mike Oz, Ozzie Smith thing, man. I'm really happy that we're doing that. Well, thank you. Um, Mike, I appreciate you having me on and um, to talk about a partnership that I have with Kingsford, Kingsford Charcoal. And uh, this is really a conversation or getting a conversation started that allow fans to uh, be a part of a conversation in talking about the things that they like and they don't like about the, the sport. And they have a chance to uh, actually win a chance to, for a VIP trip to the 2017 All-Star Game to, to be a part of the festivities and get, go to the Home Run Derby. And they can do that by going to Kingsford's Facebook page or Twitter using the hashtag Best of Baseball for a chance to win that, uh, that trip to the All-Star Game. You know, we talk about Right now, we talk about sluggers and the guys that throw hard, and um, they're the guys that are stealing the show because, you know, uh, people are fascinated with a guy who can throw over 100 miles per hour. Of course, now, 
when you throw 100 miles per, 100 miles per hour and a guy gets up there with, with great back speed, you get this... Uh, you get this distance that uh, that people love to see when a ball flies out of the ballpark and uh, and stuff. And I've always been biased toward the defensive end of things because, yeah. to me, the the defensive aspect the aspect of the game is what puts your offense in position to win. So um, I don't care how good you are offensively. At some point in time, you've got to be better. Uh, at catching and throwing the baseball, and if you are better at catching and throwing the baseball over the long haul of a 162-game schedule, you're probably going to win more games over 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 the long haul. So, Ozzy, you're coming out you're coming out in in, in strong support of defense, which I think is is obviously um, you know very valid. I I just I don't know. Maybe both of us probably biased on this. I I, I don't understand why people always want to put down baseball as if it's you know some some bad thing or it's it's boring or they can't appreciate you know a great a great play from a shortstop or a great you know pitcher's outing or something um i I think it's it's funny sometimes that we have to like sit here and and try to defend baseball when um i i mean i would say watching the game right now we're seeing i i I mean just amazing talents i would say like we're, we're the game is not hurting for um no great talents right now no i think that we we've get we can do a better job of of uh, promoting the game. I think that's where football is, has been great at, at how they promoted it. And I think that that's why we've lost so many people to, to other sports because we, we've got to do a better job of promoting it. The young stars in the game, um, you know, um, Mike Trout, I think, has probably been the face of baseball over the last uh, five to ten years. And you have players like him, and, and now you have a player like uh, Francisco Lindor who was on the – big stage last year who is one of those guys that seems to be having a lot of fun with what he's doing. And you've got to take advantage of players like that and and, uh, get them into the mainstream of this social media society that we live in. I think part of of what you guys are doing with this campaign too is is talking about some of those, you know, ideas. And it seems like baseball every year kind of has these different rule tweaks or rule changes and I honestly feel like sometimes they just throw some stuff out there to see what happens, but we, we have we have sort of seen you know some things take shape. So I want I want to get your opinions on them. We can do this real quick. You don't got to spend you know a bunch of time going through each of them. But what do you think about them getting rid of the intentional walk and then doing the you know just like okay you go to first base? Yeah, I mean if you're going to intentionally walk somebody, but now here again, the intentional walk can turn out to be an exciting play because if a guy's on third base and the guy cannot throw the ball to the catcher on an intentional walk. You know, that's an exciting play where you you may end up winning the game. So, you know, I I know that they're trying to, from a time standpoint, but personally, you know, for me, from a time standpoint, is when you start having instant replay on every play, that to me is what's most time-consuming. Well, that that leads me to the next one, actually, because this year they they put in the 30-second time limit for a manager to make a challenge, which to me seems like the most benign one. I feel like that... Most people can agree that's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's if you're trying to speed it up, but I think that that's been part of what has slowed the game down. Originally, when instant replay came in, it was to determine whether or not the ball was fair foul or whether or not the ball went over the fence. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that you've now incorporated being able to challenge the calls at first base, at second base, at every base, and that just adds adds time to the clock. Speaking of clocks, you're doing very good with the transitions for me. One of these that, that's not 
happening here yet, but is happening in some other places, not in the big leagues, is the pitch clock. A lot of people think that, you know, ultimately one day we're going to end up with a pitch clock. What do you think about that? Well, I think that uh, that probably will happen because we're trying to speed the game up because people talk about the fact. Now, me personally, I think that baseball has its own inner clock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, if you're a baseball fan, then you understand that, hey, if, I may have to go to the mound and talk to the guy to remind him where he's going on a particular bunt play or whatever. Um, that, I mean, that's just part of it. I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to speed it up, but in the process of trying to speed it up, if you allow people who've never played it to be those people making that decision, then they don't really understand that in their, in, in their haste to try and speed it up, they're actually slowing it down when you start allowing uh, a question on every play. Yeah. Or an instant replay on every play. One that one that got tossed out this year, and I think this is the the idea of them just kind of throwing stuff out there sometimes that may never actually happen. But the the whole idea of runners starting on on base in extra innings, people seem to hate that. Um, where, where do you yeah, fall on that one? Baseball. No, that's not baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> not softball. <laughs> no, um, we're not we're not even going to talk about it because no, uh, no. I don't know. If this is a pace of play thing, but it's some. Something people talk about all the time is, you know, bringing in either like what they call the robo umps or you know some sort of some sort of data thing to call balls and strikes. Where are you on that one? Uh, I don't know. I, there's something to be said about the human element. One of the most exciting parts of the game was watching a manager get into it with an umpire on safe or out or balls and strike, whatever. That, that's always been a, the entertainment part of the game watching a manager kick his cap around or pick a base up and throw it yes. uh, into the face. You don't have that anymore now because of instant replay and the fact that these guys are looking into the dugout to, you know, to tell them, yeah, you know, challenge it or, or whatever. Uh, that, to me, even as a player, was always fun to watch because I knew that at some point in time I always felt that Lou Pinello was going to kick that cap or kick at that cap and pull a hamstring and, and then watching getting carried off the field <laughs> would bring some excitement to it, you know. So uh, that part of the game, I, I, I think that as a baseball fan, I miss. Uh, and that's, that was just always part of the game. Is, is there something that you've heard in your, in your travels or you know, everything you do, whether with Kingsford or, you know, elsewhere in, in your life, is, is there an idea that you've heard that you're like, yeah, that would be great, they should do that? To, to, to fix, to, you know, to, to make the pace, pace play better or more exciting? Or is, is there any idea that you're a big fan of? No, not really. This is the first time that I've, you know, having an open conversation or we'll be able to have an open conversation with the fans included so that we can get an idea of what it is that they're thinking or whether or not we're thinking along the same lines of, um, you know, the things that are going to make the game better or make the game faster. Yeah, I think that's two different things, right? Because I talk to a lot of, I mean, we've done this on our end too, talking to players, and you know, we ask them what could be, what can they do to make it better. And I think most players are like, we like baseball how it is. You know, I think, I think ultimately, the fans need to, you know, start to appreciate some of the things in the game. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of changes that I think that 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 need to be made. I I think the idea of instant replay was good. I'd probably be if we'd had it in '85, I'd be wearing another World Championship ring, but. <laughs> Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we've gotten away from what, what it was meant to be in the first place. And that was determined fair or foul 
uh, or whether or not the ball went out of the ballpark. I think if we had stuck to those two things and not let it evolve into being able to challenge every play at first base or second base or on every out, um, we wouldn't be talking about how we're going to speed the game up right now. I, I want to go back to something we said at the top, which is you know appreciating some of these great players. And I think that the position that just has so much going for it right now is the position that you know best. There's so many great shortstops out there. Um, yeah. Of, of the young guys, and there's a lot of them, who impresses you the most? Well, you know what? I, I've presented the last uh, five years at the Gold Glove Awards in New York, and there's been uh, Alcides Escobar, uh, Manny Ibar, Francisco Lindor last year, Brandon Crawford, and Andrelton Simmons. And they're all very special in their own right. They present a, a, a great assets to their team, and they do it consistently. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that consistency, that guy that's going to uh, afford that pitcher the, the confidence that if he gets a ground ball, he's going to be able to get an out, as opposed to a guy having to go out there and thinking that, well, I've got to try and strike this guy out. You know, psychologically, when you know that you've got somebody back there that you can depend on 99.9% of the time, at, once you can, you can course a ground ball, you can get an out, it, psychologically it does so much for your team and for, for your pitcher. So uh, these guys do it very well. They've got great hands. They're very consistent. I don't know if they all have the range that prototypical shortstops have, but the offense that they present they're willing to forego the defense for the offense that they bring to the to the team. So we, you you didn't even mention everybody. I mean, we talked about Lindor. There's Carlos Correa. Right. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there. If you had if you had to pick Seager, one, yeah. Seager, just pick one. If I had to pick one, if you were if you were starting a team right now, who would be your guy? Um, I don't know. You make it tough here, you know, because they're all very good. But um, the guy that seems to be right now that I I think that has the experience and and uh, does it is, is Alcedo Escobar, Alcedo Escobar in in Kansas City, and he probably doesn't get as much love as the rest of them, as, you know, no, like a Manny Machado or a. And I mean, right. I, what I think is great is Manny Machado is could be the best of them, but he plays third base half the time. That's you right. Know? <laughs> you know, so I'm talking about a guy that came up as a shortstop yeah. and uh, has played that position. Not not somebody who's moving back and forth. No, but there's just such a wealth of such a wealth of talent. I think it's a it's an amazing time to to watch people play the shortstop position and, and just see sort of how dynamic they've become. Uh, last thing I, I want to talk to you about, because we kind of have to, and I know it obviously could change in a couple of days, but the Cardinals, man, are not not doing mm. well. And it's, mm. it's interesting because the idea of seeing the Cardinals as a bad team is just sort of like confuses you, right? Because you're like, they're the Cardinals. They're never, they're never like the worst team in the NL. And, and obviously, you know, we're a week and, week and a half into the season, so – you know, take it for a grain of salt, but how strange is it for you to see the Cardinals and be like, well, how come they're, you know, having a rough time? I'm not used to them being, having a rough time. Well, it, to me, all it means is you got to catch better, you got to throw better, you got to hit better, you got to run better. I, I mean, it, it's certainly is not something that we're used to, but evidently it's probably better to have that happen now than, than uh, down the road. Hopefully, uh, this is an experience that they will learn from. Maybe they maybe they took things for granted. Now, as a player, it should make you um, more aware of the fact that you need to work a little bit harder at whatever it is you were doing. And hopefully this time next week we'll be sitting around after you've won four or five in a row 
saying that, boy, that was a that was a rough time for us, but we learned from it and uh, we become a better team. How 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 great of a legacy is that though to know that the the fact that the Cardinals come out and start poor is just so just weird to people that like they're that good of a it's team, weird. that consistent it's, of a team that you're like, what? Weird. They're not good. But sometimes you know you you go through stretches like that during the course of a season, um, and it's not the it's not the first time that that's ever happened. It's probably not the last. You you certainly don't want it to happen right at the beginning of the season, but you would probably rather it happen at the beginning. And at the end, well, everything everything gets amplified this type of year. So uh, you know, it's 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 uh, you know they could they could be just fine by the time June runs around. That's right, Ozzy. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Good luck with everything. Have a great year, and uh, we appreciate it. Remember, Mike, go to Kingsford's Facebook page or Twitter using the hashtag Best of Baseball to give yourself a chance to win a trip to the All Star Game. I will. The All Star Game is great, so I, I probably will do that. Thank you, Ozzy. Thank you. We are back on the stew pod on Yahoo Sports. Uh, Chris, I, I, we teased this earlier, but the the Ozzy Smith answer of Alcides Escobar. Yes. Pretty surprising, right? Uh, shocked by that because. Yeah. Uh, Alcides Escobar is in like I don't know, the top twenty-five shortstops to me. <laughs> I think uh, no hitting ability. I can see how how Ozzy Smith can appreciate a guy known for his defense, but come on, there's so many other names out there. Francisco Lindor, come yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously he like he likes all those guys, but right, yeah. right. Maybe he was just maybe he was just trying to give me a hot take. Like maybe Ozzy Smith a, is a, just like hot takes, man. It's just a weird. Way to go when you've got all those other names out there. Yeah, yeah. All right, you want my you want my my good question that I came up with as I was uh, actually I went to I went to go get some water and I was I was in my kitchen and I thought of this this question and I'm gonna is run this it past the, you. The return of important questions? No, no, no. I think this is this is an actual. This okay. is not as silly. I mean, it's kind of silly, but it's not as silly. All right. Um, I made this joke on on Twitter about how Madison Bumgarner, you know, had an off day on 420 in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Chose to go dirt bike, dirt biking. Which, um, I mean, the joke there is like he could have, you know, been holed up somewhere smoking weed or going to like a, a 420 rally or something. But that that led me to this question: what What would be the bigger deal if Madison Bumgarner, you know, got hurt and, and dirt biking as he did? He's out, you know, it's, it's just say six to eight weeks. Or if somebody on like Instagram spotted Madison Bumgarner at yeah. like, the 420 rally in Denver. Like just you know taking a hit or something or or, or part- participating in in you know marijuana type activities, um, which legal there right? Right. Which, which would be a but, bigger which would be a bigger deal? Uh yeah, that's tough. I I feel like the uh, the picture, the Instagram of him smoking would be a bigger a bigger deal. More people would uh, would yell about it on Twitter. And all that because it would be out there. But ultimately, I think it would die down. Like, this will not die down because people are going to give Bumgarner a hard time about the dirt bike. And you'll get that segment of fans who are like, we, we shouldn't pay this guy because he was doing some stupid stuff. In the weed smoking scenario, I don't know that anything's coming out of that. Because I guess there, there's evidence. And so the baseball could suspend him or something for that. But... 
they they players don't get tested for marijuana in, in the majors, so he would never have failed the test. I guess we've seen that before. Like A Rod never failed the test, Nelson Cruz never failed the test, but they got suspended. But even then, I feel like it would be a minimal suspension, like one or two starts or something. Whereas now, you're missing six to eight weeks. So I feel like that would be there'd be a bigger like outraged reaction, but ultimately people would would care less in like two weeks. I think I think it would be a very uh, one. I think it'd be very interesting considering the fact that it's not something that baseball players get popped for, as opposed to you know like what NFL players get, like what four games they'll get a four game suspension. I think for for weed, isn't that what uh, Le'Veon Bell got? Um, uh, I think so. Yeah, I thought he got two maybe. Well, I don't yeah. know. He he might have yeah. been a, a multiple. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but the point being, like we we don't really see that in baseball too much, especially with big league guys. But I'm also thinking like the I think it would be an interesting thing because in both scenarios, people would totally get on their high horse about um, one two different things. Obviously, one is sort of like the player's responsibility to you know do right by the team and the fans and, and all that kind of stuff. And then two, you know, like do you value um, you know contributions to the team? Or sort of like the quote unquote doing the right thing, right? Because even though you know the laws in this country are obviously changing about marijuana, and like you know, in theory, um, you know, Madison Bumgarner could legally you know smoke pot in in Colorado or in California now. Um, I think people would be more outraged about that, and, and it wouldn't actually you know hurt his team at all in theory um, than they would be about sort of like a two month thing. And th- again, this is all just sort of I, me just making up this scenario because well, you know what, was 420. I'm just want to throw that out there, right? Like this we, is just we don't have any evidence of this. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, but we've seen this before, though. That the whole Tim Lincecum thing when he got pulled over a couple years back, nobody really cared about that, right? I mean, there was like there wasn't even outrage as I remember. It was more like, oh, of course, like Tim Lincecum's driving around with with pot in his car. Everybody loves him, though. Like Tim yeah, Lincecum but, could do no wrong. But, I don't know, Madison Bumgarner. I mean, isn't he? He's in the same, maybe yeah. not like nationally, but locally for yeah, sure. A lot like, of people don't like him, though, man. A lot of people think he's kind of a big jerk. Uh, I guess so, but maybe maybe they would. Uh, Dodgers fans, mean this would make him like him more. You know, <laughs> they'd be yeah, like, oh, okay, Madison yeah, Bumgarner's cool, man. He smokes weed. Capable of not being a jerk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I've 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 turned. I think I've made a one eighty. I don't think anybody would care if he was smoking weed. Really, I, I think I think people would get outraged just to be outraged. Like I don't I don't think that the, the outrage would be well placed. I think they would just be outraged to be outraged. Like, think of the children. Uh, yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I also think though that that Madison Bumgarner is far too intense to smoke weed, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> I mean, unless unless he's just like super duper chill in like December, maybe he just like you know in December he's a totally different guy. But the Madison Bumgarner we see like playing baseball. I, I can't see him. Yeah, see not, him now you're you're taking me down a dangerous path of thinking <laughs> what players are potheads, and I I hesitate to say any more than that <laughs> to save that for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but okay, let's, we'll take it back to a baseball sense. Um, if you're the Giants, I, I, we kind of hit on this, right? But I mean, like like what else could what else could happen, and do you come back from this? I mean, I feel like obviously they can, right? They it's not like we're going to proclaim their season dead um, on on April twenty first, but man, like it's looking re- it's looking really hard now. And if and if Bumgarner, let's say, is out until 
you know, if we're going to use the eight weeks, that puts them out until late June. Realistically, though, you know, is it July? Is he making a like one start before the All Star break, and then all of a sudden it's what August? You know, I mean, it can it can creep through the season pretty quickly. Do you, do you think at this point, you know, they could they could still win the division? I know it's super early to ask that question, but right. Um. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I, I thought the Dodgers were the better team coming in anyway, but I didn't think it was that big of a gap. And, and part of the reason I liked the Giants was um, I, I really liked that lineup, just one through eight and nine when Bumbarner is healthy, I guess. But um, I don't know. It, it seems to me like that, that lineup doesn't get enough credit, and maybe, I, I don't know, you live closer to the area, so maybe I'm way off base here. Uh, or maybe I just like Joe Panic way more than anyone else. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't think they get enough, enough attention for as good as they could be. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, and I think Brandon Belt somehow continues to get underrated, and so I like the lineup. And then you know, pitching wise, I guess that now you have to be concerned because I guess in my mind, um, while I love Bumgarner, Cueto, I have some some questions about Jeff Samarja, Matt Moore at the back end, and then uh, I you know is Matt Cain is. He really a guy you want to depend on at all at this point? Probably not. So, no. in that sense, I'm I'm kind of terrified. And with that bullpen, what what are we supposed to make of it? You'd think they can't be any worse than last year, but they've already had those early struggles. I still kind of feel like there's enough there, but uh, there are definite warning signs. And I don't know. It seems like if you were making a worst case scenario before the season for the Giants finishing last, like this would be the recipe, right? So we're already kind of seeing it all happen. I'm just—I mean, don't think they're going to finish last, right? I mean, there's well, no way right. they're going to be worse than the Padres, right? But you know, way down there. Yeah. Like uh, we're seeing it happen. I'm still not buying into it yet. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 legitimately concerned. I think, and I you know, I'm someone who picked the the Giants as a team that you know I thought could could do really well this season. Um, very at the very least, make it to the playoffs. <laughs> So uh, I think you know losing Bumgarner while they have you know some other pitchers I think who could you know kind of help them in the meantime. Um, I I can also see the scenario where it's you know August first and we're like oh man these guys are these guys are done. Like I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but I can I can definitely see that happening now. I can, I can see that as one of the one of the paths that um, could happen now in the next in the next few months and. Uh, that's not great. But now, okay, so, but in that scenario where, where they just completely underperform, they, we're still looking at them as a, as a big contender, like, next season, right? I mean, this is not like, if, if this Bumgarner thing really hits them hard, this is not like the end of, a, of the Giants dynasty or contention cycle or whatever. This would, no. that, that would just be like a huge, just one-year, fluky, everything went wrong type well, of thing. And the good thing for next year for the Giants is they get rid of McCain's contract. You know, that's sort of a, a nice thing on the horizon for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all their guys are pretty, I think for the most part, are are, are locked up, um, you know, for the time being. I, 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 don't, I don't know off the top of my head, like, you know, all the Giants contact, contract situations. I can actually right. pull it up while we talk here. Um, but, you know, the one thing the Giants have always been pretty good at is, you know, signing signing guys to extensions early. You know, whether you know Posey. I mean, Bumgarner. They got him on that on that super cheap uh, you know extension back before he really became Madison Bumgarner. Right. Uh, Brandon Crawford. You know, I think. Belt. Yeah, a lot of those guys are under contract for a while. 
Um, I mean, it looks like the only guys that they're... They're really not losing anybody. They're not. They're not. I mean, from what I can see here, um, the only... I mean, uh, Nunez, uh, you know, Will Smith. I mean, nobody who's who's particularly um, important to the team. So yeah, I mean, the long term, the long term scope of things for the Giants is, I still think, very good. And again, like, you know, you're going to free up some money with um, with Kane going. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's potentially very good for the Giants. Yeah, I agree. So I guess. Uh, I still don't have any reason for concern, but even in the worst situation, they're they're probably fine in the long run. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, it, it just kind of sucks for for this year, right? And to have something like that happen because it's almost easier if. And this is, I guess, this is a good question too. Like, is, is it is it easier just to be like, oh man, he needs Tommy John surgery? Because at least that's something that you can kind of not not expect, but like come to come to. Um, understand as like a thing that happens right like, no I don't, I don't think that's easier no that's that's way more devastating well i mean not not i guess not from the length of time but just from like the oh that thing happened right because if if you if you get if you have if you need elbow surgery i think there's according to the understanding that there's nothing you could have done to, pre- to really prevent that right at this point i mean because we, we don't know so it's just right, like an right. inevitable thing that's going to happen to a pitcher or it's not going to happen or whatever. Versus, you know, Bumgarner's injury could have been prevented if he just stayed in his hotel room that day. So I guess that that's what I mean. Like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone's... I still think Tommy John is worse. Well, because we're talking about recovery time. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But still. All right. I don't agree. I, I think this is a good place then to wrap it up. Because I think we've we've exhausted all the various things we can say about Madison Bumgarner. But Sounds good to if me. You, if you have something to say about the 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 other question of, um, you know, what would be a bigger deal, Madison Bumgarner getting caught smoking weed on four twenty, or you know, the, the injury, feel free to tweet me, Please. or Chris, or Big Leaks do, because I want to hear your takes on that. Because I think uh, I think it's a it's, if nothing else, it's a fun topic and the kind of stuff that I like to think about, and I'm weird, so you know, what are you gonna do? And you know, you know what else you could do? Oh, good job, good job. You could rate and review us on iTunes. Maybe, maybe drop an answer in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not hard to do. Just look us up on on iTunes and give us five stars. Hopefully, write a little comment. Let us know how you feel about Madison Bumgarner. If one of your if one of your things is like, hey, you guys should be more consistent with the podcast. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna work on that. I promise. But we're here now. We're, we're here now. We're here. So we're, we're we're getting we're getting back into the swing of baseball. Yes. So more podcasts coming soon. Uh, we appreciate your guys' time. And, yeah, we'll see you later. Maybe next week. All right. Bye-bye.